0: You're listening to the Jason Greger Show presented by playalberta.ca. If you gamble, use your game sense, stay within your limit. Go to gamesense.ab.ca and learn more. Uh, once again, Andy, how are you doing? I'm great. How are you? Andy, have you ever had spontaneous bangs? I'm talking like, about, I will just like, yes, I, I just, yeah, as I said that question, I'm like, I'm talking about your hair. We were just having a conversation.
2: <laughs> I was like, I, I said, pardon? Um, woo, that could have been a very awkward conversation oh, yeah. and admission. Yeah, yeah. You know, I had, uh, other than when I was a little girl and my mother was in complete control of my hairstyles, I did in my twenties, rock some bangs and I had really dark hair at the time, like almost to the point where I was dying my hair black with my bangs All right. and i had like this really cool kind of greek egyptian look going <laughs> so uh i felt i felt very exotic when i had that okay. look going but yeah, you, i did yeah. i had bangs, but they are they're too, much work, oh, too much work you're gonna go like every two three weeks and trim them up so they don't poke you in the eye and
0: uh, so
2: yeah people don't realize bangs are a lot of work uh, mm-hmm. what about mm-hmm. uh, you
0: ever have a bob you ever have like the little uh short bob haircut
2: I wish you had prepped me for this because I have a photo from my communion, which is in like the category of blackmail. So yes, I had a disgusting bob. Oh well yeah, I hey, also you had like oh yeah. Send it
0: to bob. us. We'll put it up. Yeah, why don't you tweet it to me? We'll reach for all of our listeners. They can see it. It's before
2: my braces, Jason. Oh, I have so a you major had summer gap teeth. in between the teeth. Oh
0: summer teeth, <laughs> summer here, summer there. Unbelievable. Hey, We've all been oh, there. That's good. I like it. Well, uh, hey, uh, <laughs> you know, because we are trying to find the equivalent of and the reason we'll get to soccer in a second, but we're trying to find the equivalent <laughs> of, you know, for men that, you know, there's the call to sack, you know, the stooping, whatever. I got to grow it out because I'm an idiot and I lost the bet. So now I'm growing on my hair and it looks Uh-oh. terrible. And uh, so we we're just oh, wondering, like, what's okay. the equivalent to a woman's like bad hair? And we were like bangs. We kind of came down with bangs. There's a lot of bangs are just a bad look.
2: Well, that's the thing, because a lot of people think bangs are easy. Literally, you just, you know, I mean, for people, I don't know if they're like they're watching, but you think you can just go like this and cut right across. No, you can't. No, you can't, because then your hair starts to stick around and separate like this. They still need to be professionally done. Um. So there could be some really ugly bangs out there for mm. sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think trying to think you're gonna make me think right now but to me the bowl cut i think whether you're a man or a woman the bowl cut which is kind of close to the bob is just yeah well the bob that's the dumb and dumber right like that's the dumb and dumber do
0: i I would agree i think the bob is a very tough look for lots of women to try to pull off and i don't think most do yeah all right i think the bob unless you're like
2: a four-year-old no you can't
0: (laughs) yeah that's totally fair (laughs) um so now we'll get to some sorry you had a big one-on-one interview with uh with christine sinclair of course the greatest uh soccer player can uh, has ever seen uh, definitely the most uh, productive soccer player can has ever seen and he uh, had Ryan Reynolds and there's other lots of people saying goodbye there's the big uh, five nothing victory and in, in her kind of swan song uh, you know kind of what, what did you make of in your sit down with Christine anything surprise you that you learned
2: Well, she's opening up definitely a lot more uh, near the end of her career. And in fact, last year when she came out with her book, her memoir, it was really also the first time where she's opened up about her parents. So I think to no one's surprise, she got very emotional about that. But, you know, it meant a lot. You know, her dad, she you know said he he was able to watch the 2016 Rio Olympics and then shortly afterwards passed away. And same with her mom. She was able, after years and years and years of battling MS, watched her win gold at the Olympics and then, Passed away. So she talked a lot about, you know, how what she does is, is for them and how she grew up poor and they gave her and her brother so much. So there's definitely that heartfelt and that emotional and human side of her that we don't really see a lot of because, you know, she doesn't do a lot of media, hasn't done a lot of media in her career, and most definitely has not opened up about her personal yep. life. So the fact that she's opening up a little bit more, um, expressing her love for her nieces who she just, you know, cares so much about. And so uh, it's so important to her to be a role model to them. Um, So, you know, she went on to that. She paid homage to the women who came before Charmaine Hooper, you know, Andrea Neal, uh, Silvana Bertini, you know, women who were playing this sport before anybody ever really thought it was cool. And so she felt like it was on their shoulders that they won that goal. I asked her near the end. So this is somebody, and I asked, I actually asked it as a joke, Jason, because she doesn't like doing media. She hates the spotlight. So near the end of the interview, I kind of wanted to end a little bit on a ha ha note. And I said, all right, you know, what are you going to do next? And, you know, maybe get into coaching or maybe this. I said, do you want to get into broadcasting? I have a seat available for you right beside me. And she went, maybe I haven't closed the doors on that. And I nearly choked on my tongue because I'm like, that was, that was meant as a joke. Like you were supposed to tell me to take a hike. And she's like, I'm leaving all my doors open. because I'm actually kind of finding all this a little bit fascinating. So I thought, you know, Christine Sinclair, the, uh, the analyst, wouldn't that be interesting? I mean, whoever thought Wayne Gretzky would be doing analysis of the hockey world. And yeah. I thought, okay, doors open for Christine Sinclair.
0: Yeah, it'll be, uh, it would be interesting to see, obviously it would probably help with it the, with their new upstart league. You know, if you have the greatest, uh, uh, name on board, somehow involved in it, uh, it would definitely, I think, uh, um, get people's interest, uh, no question. Uh, what about the match itself? Uh, Five-nil uh, victory over Australia. Uh, what do you take away from it, especially when Australia didn't have their, uh, their full squad there?
2: Yeah, and actually, just remind me, one more thing in that uh, conversation. She said she would lend her voice, obviously continuing the fight for equality and making sure that women and young girls have the same access as young boys do. Um, but I did flat-out ask her if she would play a year In the domestic league, Project 8, you know, apparently they're still on target to launch 2025. She said no. Okay. She flat out said that she is playing the one more year with Portland. And if she were to play after that, she still sees her home in Portland. She goes, I will lend my voice and support in any way I can for Project 8. uh, But I will not be playing that because I asked her if she'd be playing on Canadian soil professionally. And she said no. Okay. So, well, uh, yeah, so there you go. There's the answer to that. Because so I always thought she would, at least for the first year, but um, she kind of uh, has given us our, our final answer on that thought. Uh, as far as the game, a little tough because of the uh, starting 11 uh, for the Australians, who basically dismantled and thumped the Canadians in that final group stage game at last summer's World Cup and eliminated yeah. the Canadians from moving on, 10 of them were not in the starting. 11 on friday so basically the entire team yeah uh who, who was dominant over the uh the canadians did not start so hard to judge hard to really judge when your competition is not strong when it's not like stiff competition but then i guess you could argue the canadians did what they had to do with the competitors who were in front of them and they thumped them 5-0 and i would say we were still able to learn that michelle prince is back and not only is she back, because she had that horrible Achilles injury. She was never fit for the World Cup, which was devastating. But she is back to the way she was. And it seems like she is the answer to that number nine position. Who's going to replace Christine St. Clair? Well, it seems like we got our answer. Mm. Michelle Prince is very comfortable in that striker position. She's speedy. Uh, she's hungry for the ball. She hunts it down. So she's got a ton of energy, energy for days. And she has a nose for goal. So in that game, she got a brace. She scored the first two goals in that opening 45. So to me, I feel like the game at least answered that when it comes to Nichelle Prince. When it comes to the midfield, we saw younger players like Simia Wujo get her first goal for country. Looked very comfortable, especially with that attacking midfield. And we're seeing that Beth Priestman's not afraid to bring in some of those younger players. Like Latifa Abdu, who's called up for camp for the first time, she ended up getting substituted into the game. Um, so you know, we're we're seeing that Bev is really trying to play with her lineup. She seems to like three at the back, so we're getting a, an idea of her formation of what she likes to play with. Ashley Lawrence, it seems like she's gonna be the answer on the right side as a wing back and and bombing up the wing. Why not? She's been assisting on practically every single goal to move her, I think would be insane. So we're seeing a lot of that. As for Tuesday. Yes, you want stiffer competition. Hopefully the Aussies will field a stronger lineup. They're still in the process of qualifying for the Olympics, which they're in a great position to do. They have a home and away against Uzbekistan in February. If they don't win that, I'd be shocked. But but you could tell where their mind is at. Like they're obviously playing still in Olympic qualifiers, so they're saving their legs. But I hope they play stiffer competition. And I think we are going to see, we've been saying this now, we're going to see Christine Sinclair start. She's going to play a lot of the game. And then she's going to get that incredible standing ovation as she gets subbed off. When she gets subbed off, I couldn't tell you. Typically in this soccer tradition, it's usually around the 80th minute um, that they'll sub a player off when, when they know it's their final game and give them a huge round of applause. And everyone goes and hugs them and shakes their hand. Yeah. The referee allows it, you know, right. to take yeah. time. Um, so I think that's what, that's what we're going to see. Uh, because I think it's, A, it's wild that you don't start her. Uh B, it's also just wild because they've literally named BC Place for one night, Christine yeah. Sinclair Place.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> you have to you gotta have to start her. So I think there's gonna be a lot of emotions, a lot of pomp and circumstance. They're gonna have a, a pregame ceremony. So kickoff will probably go around 1020 PM E.T. So I guess, you know, earlier on um on the West Coast. But it's gonna be special. And I think for anybody out there who's listening right now, like whether you follow soccer or you don't, this is an incredible athlete. And when we have conversations about Who's on your Mount Rushmore of athletes? A lot of people have Christine Sinclair because it's not a—you know—obviously it can be very personal who made you feel what. Yeah. But as far as accomplishments, like she's up there. So, a footy fan or not, like it's—I think it's going to be uh, some must-watch TV for sure.
0: Andy Petrillo uh, joins us. So, Andy, if if you looked at it, if Christine Sinclair, like if you were putting together a roster for the Olympics right now today. Is she good enough to be on that roster? Would she be on your team?
2: Um, well, no. Okay. And, I, and I think that's why. Yeah. I think that's why the, this decision has been made. I think she saw the writing on the wall as well a little bit with the direction that Priestman was moving and wanting to bring in uh, younger players. But also just at the end of I mean, could she come off the bench 100%? Um, but I think Bev is looking for dynamic players right from the get-go. So, again, like I said, Nichelle Prince has taken up that number nine. Well, behind Nichelle Prince, you can stick a Jordan Heidema. You can stick an Adriana Leon. Like, there just seem to be all these other speedier options that can go on in. Um, do they have the kind of nose for goal that Christine St Clair had? I would say Nichelle Prince does. Maybe the other one's a little bit more work needs to be put into that. But we all say this, right? Father Time is undefeated, and she just was a little step behind. It was really noticeable, I think, at the Olympics and uh, then most definitely, I think, at the World Cup. So, you know, she's seen the writing on the wall. And, and I think that's why. No, I, I, don't, I don't think so. And I think she also recognizes she also needed to do what was best for the team. And she's like, I'm not going to take up a roster spot just to be a maybe on the bench. Like, give it to people who are who are you know going to go out there and give it their all to defend that gold.
0: Awesome stuff, Andy. Uh, great to catch up with you, and uh, you know we'll be watching that game, and then uh, getting uh, inching closer. I saw they're uh, they're already promoting the uh, the Seoul Olympics uh, coming up. Of course, uh, the Canadian team, and we'll see the final cuts and the final roster and everything. Uh, uh, probably yeah. like when when does that final roster need to be announced? Is there a, a, oh, is it?
2: it's like anything, Jay's Like any team, usually it's it's a month, sometimes even yeah. a few weeks before, right? So I mean, Bev will have time; she'll have like the Gold Cup in February, they'll have like another international window, um, as well. I think in June, July. Um, and then like a few weeks before, I think the Olympics themselves start July 26th. So we won't know till next summer. And that's like kind of the case with almost every, uh, NSO, national sporting organization. So there's time for also the younger players to really prove that they belong on the team. Right. So there's, there's, there's definitely time for that.
0: Awesome. Thanks so much for this, Andy. We appreciate your time
2: next week
0: I'll have that photo for you. Oh, yeah, we'll be waiting. I can't wait. Uh, that is not-
1: <laughs> Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door.